This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. To understand the problems in our criminal justice system, we need better data. States don't follow the same rules when collecting and reporting data, and that data collection can vary widely between jurisdictions. Stuart Buck is vice president for research at Arnold Ventures. He argues that if the criminal justice system wants to treat people with due process to which they are entitled, getting better data out of our criminal justice system is critical. How do you evaluate the current status of collecting criminal justice data in in a both a format and a, a rigorous way that makes it useful for people trying to study trends in criminal justice? Right. So so one of the examples comes from a, a book on misdemeanors by Alexandra Natapoff. Um, who's, who's a scholar who studies these issues. And she was trying to write about misdemeanors across America. And one of the early chapters in her book goes into the extraordinary difficulty of just estimating how many misdemeanors occur across the country each year. You might think this is simple, uh, you know, just a simple counting exercise, um, like counting the number of, you know, states or counties in the country. Um, but it's not so. Uh, it turns out that some states don't really report the number of misdemeanors that they prosecuted in, in a given year. Of the states that do report the number, uh, they do it in wildly inconsistent ways. So you will see one state that has, uh, let's say, X number of misdemeanors, and the neighboring state, for no apparent reason, has 3X the number of misdemeanors. And you know she's trying to puzzle, well, why would that be? It turns out the second state is counting all traffic stops as misdemeanors, and the first state wasn't counting traffic stops. So obviously, there are millions of traffic stops every year. If you count them as misdemeanors, all of a sudden, that, that makes misdemeanor a very different category of offense. So even just counting the number of misdemeanors is something that's very hard. Counting the number of people in jail is also very hard. So there was a, a researcher at the Brennan Center who wrote, we tried to develop an estimate of unique jail admissions annually uh, to under understand the population. It's impossible. The data to do it just don't exist. And where they do exist, they're contradictory. So those are just a couple of examples where it's hard to get even the most basic elementary information about just what's occurring in the criminal justice system. I spoke with the Cato Institute's Walter Olson recently about uh, hate crime data in the United States uh, and uh, following our Recording for the podcast, uh, John Pfaff, who studies this uh, these issues extensively, said that might be the one area of criminal law where we would be better off not collecting the data. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's like it's better to have nothing at all than to have uh, data and information that is completely misleading because you know some states or localities are counting completely different things as hate crimes, and some states aren't counting anything at all. So, so in that case, it, you know, ha it looks like you have data or some data, but it's actually misleading. So, um, yeah, it's better not to be actively misled into thinking that some states are hundreds of t hundreds of times more hateful than than other states when that's just completely an artifact of how the data is being uh, defined and collected and reported. So the feds uh, do cannot really compel states to uh, provide this kind of data in a uniform format. And uh, we could argue about whether that's on net good or bad. But uh, to the extent uh, states are interested in providing data that is useful, uh, what should what should they be looking at? I mean, I've seen the Measures for Justice Project, and I, I know that they've had a very difficult time trying to uh, collect data in a, in a consistent format. But to the extent that state lawmakers uh, even police agencies are probably interested in knowing how well they stack up against uh, other police agencies in other states. But where should they start? 
That's a great question. Um, so, so the federal government, I would say, is not completely impotent here. I mean, b- based on uh, you know conditions attached to federal funding that goes out across the country to different state agencies, um, it, the federal government often attaches conditions uh, to that funding, uh, some of which are you know report the number of crimes uh, that occur. And so we have the FBI's uh, Uniform Crime Reports or UCR data that's existed for years. They've been trying to switch to a, a different system. Uh, and we could get deep into the weeds with people complaining that the, the newer updated system uh, is also very inadequate and you know, inconsistently reported from different states. Um, so, so anyway, the point is that the federal government is not you know, completely impotent here. Um, there's also some efforts uh, by the, the council and state governments. They, they got a grant from the Bureau of Justice Affairs, which is this, uh, I guess, kind of subunit of the Department of Justice um, to try to define better data standards in criminal justice, um, you know, doing so, I mean, not, not with the idea of forcing states to come along, but, you know, trying to invite states to collaborate and come up with some consistent uh, data standards uh, for some of these issues. And so I think there, there's, I think there's enough people, hopefully, that are interested in being able to, comp- as you say, compare across states and just know what's going on. Um, it doesn't make sense that, that so many states and so many counties are doing things in their own siloed, unique, uh, idiosyncratic way. I think there's there's room for um, both conditions attached to federal funding and there's room for just uh, collaborative efforts like the council and state governments is leading. Yeah, there are, uh, you know, many states enter these compacts with other states for accounting standards, for uh, other kinds of measurement standards when it comes to public finance. I I can't imagine that it's that difficult to uh, put together a set of standards that would work across states that uh, relates specifically to criminal justice. Yeah. And I mean, one of the issues here is that you know, some of this stuff is so deep into the weeds and it's so technical. It's not a sexy political issue like, you know, talking about should we defund the police or not. Um, but I think it's actually in some ways more important because, you know, some of these other issues get so polarized and or you know, hot button topics, you know, to debate or talk about. Um, but in the at the end of the day, like no matter what sorts of policies we have regarding how the police are funded or how, how the system works, we need better data just to, to figure out what's going on and to figure out what, what what is working and what's not and who's subjected to the system and how. I mean, those, those are kinds of basic fundamental issues that people on all sides should agree. It's better to have more data that's more consistent and that actually makes sense as opposed to having, you know, a complete lack of data or data that's just wildly inconsistent and can't be compared from one place to the next. And you would hate he would hate to imagine that uh, protests, widespread protests are being done in the name of something that is rooted in bad data. you want you want the protest to represent something that is true and accurate and fair, and you want it to be something that we can measure over time to see if we're making progress on treating people with the due process that they're entitled to. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and that second point is especially important because if we we should all want to know what's working in the criminal justice system, you know, no matter what our goals are. I mean, if if you if your goal is to you know reduce the number of days that uh, people who are not yet judged guilty stay in jail, then 
you, you won't know whether that's happening if you can't even count the number of people in jail or count the number of days they're spending there without some heroic effort to kind of reconstruct the data, f f you know, and reinvent the wheel, right? We, we need just more basic information. And then what, whatever policy is at issue, um, we, we could all benefit from knowing, you know, what are the trends, you know, what, what seems to be working, what seems to be going in a particular direction, whether positive or negative. Do the feds do this better? <sighs> that's, I mean, probably, probably at some level, just because of more resources. Um, and yeah, I mean, better staffing at the federal government than say at the, the local county level, uh, you know, in, in the 3000 plus counties across the United States, that's not to say the federal government is by any means perfect. And, uh, the Bureau of justice statistics, um, for quite a while has arguably been underfunded, uh, compared to, uh, you know, other statistical agencies at the federal level. Um, it, it doesn't publish data as often as criminal justice scholars would like. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think there's a lot the federal government can do to improve. But in terms of states doing this together, it seems like there, the, the, the movement that is needed is for states to agree, <laughs> one, we want to do this better, mm -hmm. and two, we want to know if we're making progress. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, the United States imprisons so many people. And we spend so much money on police. I mean, larger than most militaries around the world. Uh, that we would like to know whether that money's being being spent wisely. Yeah, abs absolutely. Um, and and yet, as I said, we we have so little data on this. So, you know, for example, there's this uh, Princeton professor named Jonathan Mumolo. He's a political scientist, but he writes about criminal justice and policing issues. Um, he wrote an article for The Atlantic a couple of years ago um, where, where he was trying to, to just collect data on the militarization of police. You know, this this phenomenon where uh, police get like donated or surplus military equipment. And so oftentimes you'll see photos of these protests and it looks like the police look like they're in a war zone, um, you know, d decked out with all kinds of equipment, sometimes tanks, et cetera. So what, what uh, Mumolo said in his article was that in a federalist system with more than 15,000 state and local law enforcement agencies and virtually no standardized reporting requirements, reliable and comprehensive data on police behavior have eluded scholars for decades. And that's, that's just with regard to policing, right? So police are just one aspect of the criminal justice system. There's also jails, uh, courthouses, prosecutors, which are especially a black box as to the data on what they're doing and how they're making decisions. Then you've got prisons. I mean, there's so many different agencies that are, are involved in the criminal justice system at some level. And oftentimes, even within the same county, it's hard to get data where you could just figure out which, what happens to a particular person, a particular defendant, as they move from being arrested by the police to showing up at a jail to showing up at the courthouse and so forth. It's hard to figure out who, who the same people are, let, let alone what happens to them and why, which, which are the really important questions that uh, people interested in policy would want to know. What has uh, the research that uh, your team has done, what does that tell us? Well, I mean, the, so our team, we, uh, we spearheaded this report that we're calling Campaign uh, for Criminal Justice Data Modernization uh, that we got uh, 25 uh, plus experts and scholars uh, to sign on to. And I'm sure many more would. I mean, we couldn't survey it, the whole nation. Um, uh, but the, the basic thrust of this report is that there are several actions the Biden administration uh, should take or could take uh, to try to improve criminal justice data across uh, the country, uh, including pushing for greater transparency 
you know, transparency around things like police uh, abuse incidents or allegations, like that's something that's not often publicly reported and police unions often try to you know, prevent it from being publicly reported. Um, Im improving data quality, you know, the quality of, of, of how, how data is collected and reported. Improving the connections between data, between different uh, state and county agencies. And just improving the technology, the, the data systems at issue. So maybe improving procurement policies so that we, we, we get better te technological systems in there. So, that, so that's not in the way. So anyway, it's, a, it's a, I think, a useful roadmap for the federal government and for uh, how the Biden administration uh, could take some active steps to improve criminal justice data. And if they take up any of the recommendations, I think that would be progress. Stuart Buck is vice president for research at Arnold Ventures. We spoke earlier this week. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.